You're listening to keynote speeches from our Melbourne Podcasters live event series. Recorded live on location and featuring the best podcast professionals from around Australia who reveal the craft and techniques of creating a successful show. My name is Adam Jaffrey and I'm Strategy Director at Wavelength Creative. We produce this show and run the event series which it features. Today's topic is how to win an Australian podcast award, featuring our keynote speakers, Dave Gertler and Anna Riddle, the organising team of the Australian Podcast Awards. I'd like to uh, introduce two very special guests who have flown all the way from Sydney to be here with us, Dave and Anna. You can give them a round of applause. So the reason Dave and Anna are here are because they run the Castaway Australian Podcast Awards. And um, we're really excited because the Castaway Australian Podcast Awards in 2018 are going to be taking place here in Melbourne. I might just kick off. Why did you choose Melbourne for the 2018 Castaway Awards? Basically, the the reasoning is more or less overwhelming that, uh, you know, the the national awards platform should be shared between the two biggest cities and the two biggest podcast communities. Secondly, in year one, which was this year, we got a tremendous amount of support from people from Melbourne like, like yourself, Adam, who um, supported the event by attending and by entering and participating um, and just generally helping us spread the word. And um, we, we felt it was just time to return the favour. And uh, it's nice to meet everyone. <laughs> and uh, this is Anna, who's helping, who's helping with uh, many aspects of the awards. So one thing that we talked about before uh, when we were kind of planning the session is that, you know, you guys wanted to come down to Melbourne and actually have a bit of a discussion with the Melbourne community. And so you want to you get some feedback about, you know, how you think, you know, how, how, how we all think that the award should be run and, and you know, suggestions for venues and um uh, and things like, uh, you know, any feedback from last year and that kind of stuff. I, I remember last year when you were organising the awards, Dave, you were very collaborative in how you put these together. And I think that's great because podcasting is such a really intimate media and, and it's something that we all want to share together. And so that's really important. So I just want to kind of mention that as we go through the session because if you have ideas or suggestions or thoughts or feedback or anything like that, I know Anna and Dave would be really um, actually enthusiastic to hear it. What are, like, why did you start the Castaway Awards? Like, what are, the, what are the goals and objectives? That's a really good question. I get asked it a lot. For some reason, my mind always goes blank because I think just generally I'm the type of person that once I'm in something, I'm just sort of doing it and I kind of do it until it's done and then um, move on. And I, it's, it's probably a flaw that I don't often just recognize what I'm doing and how it's important. But the original reason that I started the Castaway Awards was because there wasn't a platform that Australian podcasters could aspire to get some kind of traction out of, to get some kind of leverage, some kind of buoyancy and recognition. And coming from different creative backgrounds that I've been in before, like, for example, music, 
there's a wealth of different ways that you can get recognition. And it's one of those things that drives you. It's one of those things that motivates you. And I want to see the Australian podcast industry generally kind of thrive and become a world power in, in the podcasting space. That's a pretty big and aspirational goal. I like it. So there's actually three kind of pillars of the, like the objectives of the Castaway Awards. And it might be worth actually just mentioning those um, sure. because, well, yeah, like I think, it, I think it really exemplifies what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, well, like as we spoke about last night, it's really important. I found it really important to stay in touch with these three pillars. Um, I wanted to just quickly introduce um, my friend and mentor, Mark Thomas, who's a Sydney boy um, who happens to be here in Melbourne. Um, Thanks for coming. Thank you, Mark. And let's get a round of applause for Anna, who also happens to be my long-suffering girlfriend. Um, amazing how much she's, she's helping, helping me get the Australian Podcast Awards up and running for the second year. With Mark last year, we had regular uh, mentorship discussions where we kept on coming back to the basic principles of why this project is worth doing, why essentially this business is inherently valuable. And I developed those principles and there are three pillars and I, and I always come back to them when I've got any kind of decision that needs to be made. Um, and the first one is to, I mentioned it before, give people something to aspire towards. Uh, the second one is to increase the profile of podcasting in Australia, which is something that a lot of everyone here, I think, can get behind as well. And looking around, a lot of people already do a lot of that. And the third, the third thing is to increase the sense of community around podcasting. So I love that uh, I was responsible for the first ever Australian Podcast Awards. Everyone who came along, you know, everyone who was able to make it, I think walked away feeling like we are a strong community and we're inspired for the same reason that podcast meetup nights happen. It's, um, it gives everyone energy, increases that sense of community and increases opportunities for collaboration. Yeah, I mean, uh, a little peek behind the curtain, but um, the, the three objectives of the Melbourne Podcasters Meetup are modelled off the three objectives of the Castaway Awards. Um, so I can give you some credit for, for that. You're more than welcome. So I want to throw to Anna now and just ask, like, what's it been like working with Dave to actually uh, build this this thing um like what have you actually like what what are some of the things that are great and then maybe some of the challenges yeah they're two different questions working with dave and what are we doing (laughs) um (laughs) we've really looked and i've had a lot to do with looking at at the judging and at the categories that we've been that the awards are going to be based around next year um some of the the challenges it is it's just a such a huge job this sort of one man show with some you know, people pitching in and helping and the community pitching in. It's just, yeah, it's it's enormous. That's the challenge is that it's just so huge and um, coordinating everything. But, yeah, the, the areas that I've gotten really involved in are the judging and sort of taking on the feedback from the judges from last year and sort of rejigging that so it will be more manageable both for us and have the most integrity that a judging process can have. Um, while still being realistic with the resources that we have. So, yeah, I've had a lot to do with redesigning that uh, and some of the design work that we've been doing um, to get the new website and... Some new branding. Yeah, Exciting. new branding Ooh. up. So, yeah, I've been involved in all of that. So, just, yeah, 
Great. Venues, venue, all the venues. Yeah, everything. You've dropped a few hints that I think we're going to get to later on, judging criteria, categories. So kind of let's just put, put, put that in as a little um, mental note for, for now. Um, before we get to that, though, you guys did have a couple of announcements you wanted to kind of reveal tonight in terms of uh, opening dates for entries and like when things are going to start to happen. Because you haven't like public, publicly communicated a lot about what's happening for 2018. Well, so as, as a lot of you know, the event itself is on the 5th of May, 2018. I just firstly wanted to say, in case I forget to say it later, I really want everyone to come along. Um, I, really, I really want everyone to uh, support the event. Um, you know, bring your friends. Tell everyone that it's not actually just for people in the podcasting industry. Um, I think that if podcasting is going to transcend where it's at, one of the things that we need to get is like a a hype around the industry as well. Um, So, you know, the podcast awards are a a place for people who aren't even podcasters to come and hear about what this whole podcasting thing is about and see our night of nights and sort of witness the red carpet. What are some of the announcements that you have tonight in terms of dates and and entries opening and that kind of stuff? So the big announcement or the first big announcement that you guys are exclusively privy to is that entries open on the 1st of February next year. So you've got till then to get yourselves ready. Release some good episodes. Release, <laughs> yeah, get some good episodes under your belt. Yeah, awesome. That's that's really exciting. Um, so let's maybe touch on categories when, while we're on the topic of entries. I hear that there's a few new categories for 2018 uh, in addition to last year. So this is a, another exciting scoop for Melbourne. See, Melbourne, Melbourne's better than Sydney. We get all the scoops here. Yeah, yeah. Melbourne's better than Sydney, all right? Everyone, yeah. <laughs> I've got this on tape, you realise. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never let me back. <laughs> well, so how curious are you guys to know the categories? Because to me, it, when I, that's kind of one of the kind of treasures of organising. It's, it's one of the very rewarding things as a podcast fan of being the person of being one of the organizers of the awards is, is sort of, it's almost like a form of expression for me. I get to really kind of funnel my passion and um, experience in, in being a fan of podcasts into the, into the categories, which I'll begin to discuss. Um, So there are some, there are lots of new ones. Anyone who was around last year, this year, we had 10 categories, which were judged. And then there was one popular vote category. You know, we tried to keep it as simple as possible. Based on a lot of feedback, we've added some categories. We've combined some categories. We've separated some out. And for the purposes of printing things on trophies, we've tried to reduce the number of words in each category. (laughs) That's an interesting thing to optimize for. (laughs) So there you go. The fate of the Australian podcast industry is... Is that because uh, engraving costs per letter? You know, indirectly, because if you have so many letters, you have to get a bigger trophy <laughs> and that costs more. <laughs> All right. So, so this year we've got 12, what, we're, what we're, we're calling them, not judged categories, but 12 self-nominated, self-nomination categories. These are things that, you know, you would think of as obvious genres of podcasting. So sport is one, comedy is one, and arts and entertainment is another one. I always feel like I'm brushing over these and, and, and it's almost like I feel like they either need to be fully explained or just brushed over. Can I talk about it? Yes. Okay, right. 
So the way that we came up with the categories is basically one of the things on the website is registration. So even if you, you know, you can't enter yet, that's not till February, but we listen to the podcasts and, and we're just, it's basically designed for who's entering. Okay, what categories do we make? based on who is entering the awards. Based on that, as Dave has said, we've, we've changed the categories uh, for 2018, split some, added some, merged some. I think we need to focus on the ones that have more in them. So I'll tell you a little bit about arts and entertainment. Can, can we maybe just list them really quickly so that we know okay. what we're talking about? We'll just right. run, because I think people self-identify with the category that they know that they their, their podcast is in. So they'll go, okay, cool. And you'll just run through them. Oh, mine's an art, mine's a whatever. So if you just list, list through them and then we can dive into detail. There are 12 self-nominated categories, sport, comedy, arts, entertainment, lifestyle and health, business and startups, career and industry, social and cultural affairs, documentary and narrative, fictional and storytelling, tech and science, Gaming, family, and kids. Those are the 12 categories that you can just nominate yourself in. You talked about self-nominated categories. Sounds like there's something else that we should be thinking about as well. So there are 12 self-nominated categories. And then there are three supplementary or opt-in categories and three panel-nominated slash industry categories. So the three supplementary categories are a popular vote, which isn't new. So whoever has entered one of the other categories will be eligible to enter the popular vote. Another category will be called up and coming. We'll get to eligibility later, but the eligibility will change. We're going to have a minimum number of podcasts that need to have been produced by you before you're eligible for one of the self-nomination categories because we want to recognise, as part of what we're doing, we really want to recognise, um, as part of the criteria, um, commitment to audience over time. And we also don't want to exclude people and podcasters who are as passionate as hell and just getting started. So there will be a, 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 an up-and-coming or newcomer of the year type category. Yeah, minimal number of episodes of a podcast, yeah. The opt-in category number three is called branded podcast. So we are opening up that can of worms. That is interesting to me. Yeah. Australia has a a, a comparatively, I think, a thriving sector of the podcasting community that uh, is really interested in pushing the, the medium forward via association with brands. And we want to encourage it. We want to recognise it because it's one of the things that's helping shine a light on Australian podcasting and helping it get better. Can you enter um, one of those categories as well as the subject matter categories? Um, So supplementary categories are all sort of different in that respect. Popular vote, yes, you can. you, You have to be in one of the other categories. Up and coming, no, you can't by default because that's what that category is for. And... Branded podcast will probably be, uh, yes, you are eligible for for the other categories, but at the point where you submit and enter the awards, you'll be giving us information which which we process as, yes, this is a branded podcast. It will also be considered in that category as well. All right, let's move on to uh, the, 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 the third kind of sector of categories. The panel-nominated categories um, are very much about um, recognising aspects of the industry 
that don't necessarily correlate with an actual podcast. Now, I've, I've said that like it makes sense, but as I say it, it makes no sense. Um, I'll just tell you what they are. Host of the year. We are going to recognize just people who are great hosts and um, you won't be able to enter that podcast yourself. Like you won't be able to enter that category yourself. It will be by nomination of the judging panel. It will be part of the judging process and we'll, at the end we'll recognize someone who is a very good host. The second one is contribution to industry. And um, that is an industry award. That's one that can be entered by a non-podcaster. It can be entered by an organization. It could be entered by an individual. It's a way of recognizing people who are trying to propagate the, the industry from a macro level. It's for somebody that's contributing to the podcast uh, industry and somebody who is promoting podcasts to the broader public and supporting the industry yes. in general. Yeah. How much of a podcast purist is the Castaway Awards in that what if some podcasts are just catch-up public radio? Catch-up radio is one type of podcast that you would consider to be, um, of the two, indie or mainstream, you would consider it mainstream. Uh, there's exceptions to that and there's blurry lines and stuff like that. So I'll just talk about the indie or mainstream and very much purist, even to the point of saying that the mainstream podcasts are capable and doing such great jobs of what they do and um, definitely want to include them. And the first year of the Castaway Awards included everyone. The second year of the Australian Podcast Awards, which is what it's going to be called, is also going to include everyone, but it's going to recognise the broad differences. The way that we're going to do that is each category, each of the main self-nominated categories, there's going to be a short list of finalists for each category. A certain number of allocated finalists who are, from, who are considered indie. And in the same category, each category, there is going to be a certain number of allocated finalists who are going to be from the mainstream world. So just for the sake of clarity then, can I ask point blank, could Hamish and Andy win the comedy category or could Richard Heidler's Conversations win uh, one of the other categories? Certainly, yes. If they entered? Yeah, if they, if they entered, they um, would be judged to the same standard as other podcasts in that category. They may be one of the two mainstream podcasts that get selected in that category as finalists. They may not make it because the, the judging panel may exclude them, but they may be chosen. If they are chosen, they may win an award or they may not. I feel like there's some questions, very, very pertinent questions coming. See, I look at it like this. You've got the ABC who has a team of engineers, sound guys, a, a composer and all that stuff. And then there's me. My podcast is called Guy With a Mic in My Shed. <laughs> right? You know, it's just, it's, you know, it's not really inspiring because I know I'm going to lose every year. Is it possible you can just think of it from a professional and independent kind of a look? Um, I came across a podcast recently of someone I actually went to university with and I listened to it and I just basically called Dave and went, you have to listen to this podcast, it's so funny. And um, then we listened to it in the car together and, you know, we won't be the judges, so... <laughs> 
we will be out of this. It'll be up to different judges to decide. But, you know, Dave just said, not only should this win a podcasting award, this should win, like, other awards. Like, this is so funny. Like, Hamish and Andy is not the funniest podcast I've heard. It's an it's a one-guy show is the funniest podcast I've ever heard. So it comes down to who is the best. That's my answer. The last thing I'll say is the number of finalists are weighted towards indie. The, the ultimate... <laughs> there's going to be, in every category, four indie and two, two mainstream... The only thing I would add to that is year one of the Castaway Awards, we had 11 categories, 10 judge categories. I haven't even actually tallied them up, but Indian mainstream were up against each other in every category. There was no division. There was pretty much an even number of independent podcasts that won compared to uh, commercial podcasts. So we go by feel and I feel like we're moving in the right direction. As I can speak as a winner from, from this year as well, um, I was in the sport category and there were, I think I was up against Will Anderson, his AFL podcast. There was lots of independence like me just in my bedroom doing my thing. Uh, and then there was also like Fox Sports as well. So I managed to beat out some of those people because it's not a popular vote. It's being judged on the quality of the show. So what I would say is to give other people uh, independence inspiration is to, you know, try and make your show as good as it can be um, and there's nothing holding back an independent from making a show that is good and that is good quality doesn't matter if, you, if you're not recording in a nice fancy radio studio you can still make a show that's interesting and engaging and hits kind of the benchmarks that judges are looking for just as much as uh, a show that's produced by the ABC so yeah I would kind of just go all out and try and make your show as good as it can be and, and impress the judges and submit your best episode um, that's yeah, all I've got to say. Thanks, thanks for that, James. Yeah, um, your your podcast and that and that story is a really good example of just the benefits of putting everyone together. In that, having indies up against mainstream podcasts is a fun thing as well. It's something that gets me a bit excited when I think about it. And you think about the idea of an indie coming through, and um, you know, it kind of speaks to what a lot of the things are that are good about podcasting in general. It's something where you can really make something just out of your own initiative which is what you did yeah and if you if you're an independent and you win against that then that you know is some pretty big cred to your name to be able to go and do more what i might just say to wind this up is uh the and i think you touched on it before dave the distinction between indie and um and mainstream or commercial or whatever definition you want to use is actually a little bit blurry you kind of had some guidelines that you spoke to before which i think are quite useful but there is still a gray area in the middle. And so to be able to split those into two separate categories is not only more work for the judging panel and for all the organizing committee and, you know, twice number of trophies and all that kind of stuff. But also um, it's maybe not actually possible because there is no clear definition between the two. And so perhaps having those categories as just combined and pitting professionals against indies and judging them on merit, not on popularity, is where, where we're going to kind of get ahead and, and resolve this. Because, you know, we've seen an example um, with this, this year's awards that people have won against professionally produced podcasts in studios by large multinational organizations and still come out with a Castaway Award. So, so let's move on to our final topic, which is the judging criteria. Let's take a peek behind the curtain because this is kind of going to give you an idea on maybe how you can win uh, an Australian podcast award. So, 
What will the judges be looking for? We'll try and I'll try and make this as brief as I can. There will be three criteria, three main area of criteria that the judging panel will be considering. The first is a look at the audio production sound quality. The second is a consideration of the content. Um, how well thought out was the content? If it needed research, was it researched? If it is a podcast that needs real substance, what did they do to deliver that content, that value to their listener? Third main arm of the podcast judging criteria are engagement slash X factor. So that's a bit of like what we were talking about before, um, how much you wanted to keep listening to the podcast. Would you recommend it to someone who's never listened to a podcast before? The interesting thing we're doing this year or next year is we're going to also look outside of just the audio for this section. Some of the criteria, some of the sort of the way this main area is going to be broken down will come down to questions of how committed the podcasters have been to their listeners over time. That won't be the only thing, but that will be one of the things that's considered in that area. So, for example, do you release episodes when you say you're going to release episodes? Do you give your listeners what they want to keep coming back to you? Because ultimately we believe that that's one of the things we should be rewarding because that's one of the things that's going to grow the podcasting industry, like regularity. So those three areas, sound production quality, content slash preparation, and engagement slash X factor. So within... um when the judges are looking at the finalists, they're going to take each of those three areas and just give them a percentage mark. So they're not going like, oh, they missed, like that, that was a bit of a clunky edit or this or whatever. It's like, okay, holistically, it sounds good. It's good. It, yeah. You know, they're using good microphones and good sound production and they've, they're well-researched and, you know, like, so broadly, are they hitting those three categories and then they're ranking them on those three? Yeah. Okay. Can I, can I ask maybe the question that is probably the most pertinent of the night? What tips can you give a podcast producer to increase their likelihood of winning an Australian podcast award? Well, look, I mean, I'm not podcast God. I don't decide who goes to podcast heaven or hell. Um, but the judging process is a journey and it's an ongoing journey in chasing that what, what is a good podcast. What is a good podcast is a difficult thing to describe and I believe ultimately comes down to a synergy between a few different key areas. So if your podcast sounds good, if you don't have to turn the volume up and down in order to hear people's voices or in order to like not hurt your ears because all of a sudden it got too loud, basic audio production. Podcasting is about speaking to an audience, right? And so um, you have a range of uh, criteria that kind of reflects what an audience wants. And so really maybe just to sum it up is to, to increase your likelihood of winning an Australian Podcast Award, you need to make a show that sounds good, is well-researched, that is engaging for your audience. Dave, and I just wanted to ask if there's anything else that you wanted to ask of our community uh, here in Melbourne or if there's anything else you want to, a final message you want to impart. Thank you everyone for coming tonight and thank you for all of your questions and, and listening to us and um, that's it. 